This is a Rooster Teeth production. everybody and welcome to another episode of annual pass this is the podcast where we talk about all things theme park and snacks and foods and shows and everything that i and you hopefully love about theme parks i'm your host jack patillo and of course joining me as always is my beautiful lovely and talented mocking co-host jeff ramsey hi jeffrey gobble gobble <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Happy man. Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Veterans Day, by the way. It's, oh, it's, happy Veterans Day. We're recording this uh, on Veterans Day. To you Day. as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I'm not a veteran of any. Well, but you're a veteran of, of Rooster Teeth. That's that's true, but I, I think that sort of diminishes. No. Sure, like, no, no, for sure, for sure. Well, well, thank you. Uh, thank you, Jack. I appreciate it. I did uh, uh, get to talk to one of the other uh, veteran employees today, and we shared some sentiment and some and some memories. It was fun. Oh, that's nice. That's, yeah. That's very nice. Well, thank you very much. Uh, not trying to date the episode or anything. I just thought about that when we came on. So how are you doing, Jeff? You having a good time? I'm doing great. So what you're saying is we're recording on Veterans Day, but we're releasing on Gobble Gobble Week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this will be actually this might come out on Thanksgiving because we release on Thursdays. So oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I think, what do you think you're eating today? Uh, probably some form of turkey. I yeah. would imagine my brother-in-law cooks a mean turkey. Oh yeah. So uh, is yeah. he is he a deep fryer? Is like a turkey one of those dangerous? Uh, no, 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 no. He's a he's a he's a grill he's, dude. He's, he's a smoker. Smoker. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Smoker. Smoke turkey. That's what I was looking for. Smoke turkey is. It's a more. Su- I I get the flash. Well, flash in the pan. But I get the <laughs> excitement and the uh, uh, over the, the the deep fried turkey. But there there is a subtlety to the taste of a smoked turkey that you cannot beat. Yeah. So anyway, now now that we've dated the episode, <laughs> yeah, I imagine we, most of the turkey talk got cut. Yeah, that's okay. We, yeah, it's okay. We we do our best not to date it. Uh, hey, uh, first of all, thank you very much, everyone out there, all the pass holders listening to this episode. You guys are absolutely fantastic. We love you very much. Thanks for following us on social media on annual underscore pass on Twitter and Instagram, and also now we're on YouTube. Jeff, what? <laughs> In 2021? What? Uh, yeah, so we've got a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash annual pass. You can go and watch this episode live. We're recording it live with video cameras and all of that. So I guess, well, I don't know what else we would record it with if it's not a video camera. But I waved at the camera. You did? We could, uh, uh, maybe it's like a, well, those are all video cameras. Continue. Okay, so anyway, you can check us out over on annual pass on YouTube as well. Please uh, spread the word, you know, podcast grow because of audience participation and, you know, sharing what you love. So uh, if, you, if you enjoy the, these episodes, please share. Share it with your friends. I gotta say, Jack, uh, we're off to a start today. We are. Uh, not maybe not a great start, but we're off to a we're, start. We're certainly moving. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, Jeff, should we dive into it? Should we talk about today's episode of Annual Pass? What we're gonna be doing, the attraction we're gonna be talking about. Oh yeah, merchandise as well. We got some uh holiday merchandise up in the store. We also have a new pin coming as well. I'm not sure when this is hitting the store, but this thing is gorgeous. I love it. It's our first annual pass pin. It's a holiday pin. It's like a snow globe with the annual pass logo on it. And uh, I'm I, I I'm very happy with this. This went through a lot of iterations till we yeah. got to here, and I'm this thing looks so cool. And we're working on a we're, we're I'll tell you right now uh, we're working on an annual pass pin starter kit that'll come at <sighs> some point soon. Uh, with a, it'll have a nice lanyard and it'll come with like four pins like you would see like Disney or somewhere where you get your your pin. So anyway, I'm very pumped for that. I got to so, say com. Also, we've got a new shirt coming soon. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff. The the annual pass iconography and uh color treatment yeah, the is color probably is really nice. the colorway is probably my favorite out of all of the properties we've ever it's worked the, on. Yeah, so Tony and Josh nailed it when I was like I like basically when I pitched them the the title stuff, I was like think Epcot opening. It's like, weird too because Tony and Josh both hate Disney hate theme parks. 
very talented artists, and it's amazing they were able to cobble something together that looks so authentic, given their disdain for That's the medium. That's true. Uh, yeah. Tony was showing me. Uh, I we, we did we did the uh, uh, Tomorrowland Transit Authority, the uh -huh. People Mover, like one of my favorite things. It was one of our early episodes. And he's like, "Oh yeah, by the way, check this out." And he sent me this thing. It was an internal thing at Disney for people who worked at the People Mover, and he actually made stuff for them out there because he worked at Disney for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, "That's so cool." I want Some. That. <laughs> Somebody was telling me the other day, I can't remember who it was, uh, but somebody was telling me the other day that he has uh, like 280 Disney shirts. Jeez. I think. Wow. Yeah. Did he tell you that or someone else? Somebody else told me that. <laughs> He's embarrassed by it? No. I think it might have been, it might have been Wes. Uh, yeah. I've got, I've got a few. I'm wearing, I'm wearing an Epcot shirt <laughs> today, which is uh, visually appropriate for what we're talking about today. What do you have on, Jeff? Hey, he's got your annual pass shirt on. That's yeah. our new one, too. That's yeah, the, I got the new one. The new poster shirt. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that'll be at store.roosty.com. All right, let's talk about let's talk about an attraction, Jeff. Yeah, today, this is a big secret you're keeping from me. You won't tell me what we're doing today. I, I, well, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to throw some stuff out there, see if you would pick up on it, and see if you would have any idea what's going on. So today, Jeff, uh, we're actually going to go to an award show. Okay. Um, so this attraction is actually it's an award. It's for Inventor of the Year. So we're going to a show about Inventor of the Year. Um, do you know who Wayne Zielinski is? Very famous inventor. Uh, documentary made about about him in 1989. A couple follow-ups after that. Uh, is it Disney property? It's Disney property. It's, uh, it sounds like a name from either Tommy Boy, which is obviously not right, <laughs> uh, or you know, I'm going to say uh, inventor. It's not Tony Stark. Nope. nope. Uh, 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 Very famous uh, inventor. Uh, uh, no, I got it. Kind of quirky. Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Rick Moranis. Uh, Rick honey, Mar I, honey, I Shrunk the Kids. There it is! Wayne Zielinski is the father from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Jeff, today... I got that right. You got it right. I'm, I'm proud of you. Today, we are talking about Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. <laughs> what? Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Is was, that a ride? It was a 3D show at Epcot. So, oh, really? Uh, it's in the Magic Eye Theater at Epcot. Uh, it, it, it the Magic Eye Theater was initially built for Captain EO, which is a whole episode we'll get into in the future. Uh, but Captain EO is getting a little bit long in the tooth, and they were like, hey, we need to replace it. 1989, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids came out, and very quickly, it was a, a massive success. That Rick Moranis is a, is a heck of an actor, a really, really lovable guy. Uh, he was coming off of you know Spaceballs and a bunch of other movies. I mean, like the Ghostbusters, Ghost a bunch of phenomenal yeah, things. Uh, I mean, uh, I almost said Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, uh, um, oh, uh, geez, uh, uh, Little Shop Horrors. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's like he was he was the hotness. Like now he, he sells Mint Mobile. Well, that's the first thing he's done in like twenty <laughs> years. But uh, supposedly he's coming back for. Um, I want to say they're doing a Honey I Shrunk the Kids reboot. That would be cool. Are, are like a follow-up. Technically, it's a sequel. From what I understand, Josh Gad is playing the son of Rick Moranis, of Wayne Zielinski, and they're making a new movie with him. He's a, he's a very he's very much like the actor version of like an Andrew Luck or a Deion Sanders, who he <laughs> just he retired at the top of his game. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the actual at the pinnacle, he was on top of the mountain looking down at the world, and he was like, "All right, I'm I'm done. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna take a break. I'm gonna take care of my kids. Actually, he had a, re a reason to do it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah." Awesome. Yeah. So very, very excited to talk about Rick Moranis. I love Rick Moranis. Back Is he the, in this? He's in this. So, okay. So this opened November 21st, 1994, initially at Epcot. It then spread around to the other parks. Uh, it, was a very, it was a very quick hit, and they were like, we need to put this in other parks. So in uh, Tokyo Disneyland, they opened it there, and they called it Micro Adventure. And that opened on April 15th, 1997. It went to Disneyland in California, May 22nd, 1998, and then finally opened in March 28th, 1999 at Disneyland Paris. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, spread to all the four Disney parks that existed at the time. 
And uh, and it's a it's a really really fun show. So uh, eventually it closed down January fourth, twenty ten. At Disneyland Paris closed May third, twenty ten. Epcot May 9th, twenty ten. And Tokyo May tenth, twenty ten. So it had a sixteen year run at least of the run. original one. Yeah. Do you know why it shut down? <sighs> it's, it's, it, they they brought something back, is what I'll say. I have no idea. So Michael Jackson died. In early twenty or early late two thousand nine. Okay, and so as a tribute to him, they brought back Captain EO. Oh, and so they had the Captain EO tribute where they basically brought back that show and they replaced Honey I Shrunk the Audience with Captain EO, and it just never came back after that. So uh, unfortunately, the, the Honey I Shrunk the Audience never really had a proper goodbye. It was kind of like we're going to swap it out, and there were talks about like oh we'll bring it back. Never ended so up. So what happened it. after after the Captain EO return? After the Captain Ear return is now, it's I forget what's going on at Epcot, but they've got a few other shows that have replaced it. I want to say there might be like in Tokyo, there might be a a Marvel property there now. I don't I don't know the the full answer to that one. I'm not sure what's at Epcot at this point, but um hmm. yeah, it's so so slowly kind of like dwindled down. Uh, this show was actually really really well done and very cool. They didn't uh, try to reboot it as like uh, Stitches, Honey, I Blew Up the Audience, <laughs> or <laughs> no no nothing like that. Uh, we might see it again. We might see it come back someday because it is. A, I mean, if they bring back Honey, I Shrunk the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, maybe we'll see a new version of it. I yeah. don't know. I mean, because be the, cool. the whole idea is that the show is centered around. Uh, you walk into a theater and it's centered around an award show where they're giving uh, Wayne Zelinsky an award for Inventor of the Year, and then of course things go haywire. But the way they framed it makes it look like there's a stage and like you're at a performance. It's not made to look like a movie theater at all. It's made, it's made to look like an actual stage show. Yeah, and so everyone's at proper like height and everything, and then you know chaos happens. And stuff goes, you know, haywire, and then eventually the audience gets shrunk down really tiny. And but then you see like these giant things in front of you, and it's cool. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm having trouble visualizing how this works in my head. So, I, but I, I, instead of asking questions, I'll just wait till we do the. Ride. Well, yeah, we'll walk yeah. you through it. Uh, also, so the pre-show, one of the this this the show actually had a really really solid pre-show. So Kodak was a sponsor of the attraction. And they had a pre-show, and it was called True Colors, and uh, the Cindy Lauper song, True Colors, obviously. The one at Epcot had someone, it wasn't Cindy Lauper singing it, but it was somebody else, and it was this really dramatic, really beautiful show. It was just a slideshow of images, but it was, it was really well done with the music and the, and the actual images were really, really cool. And oddly enough, the Paris version, they had the same intro, they had the same slideshow beginning, but they used the Cindy Lauper version of True Colors as opposed to the other one. Apparently, it was like Luther Vandross or someone did it, and the, the American one. So I don't know I why. why. I don't know. I don't know why Cindy Lauper ended up in. Uh, ended I mean, up in I, Paris. I, one would assume it's a rights issue. I guess. I don't maybe, know. maybe I don't know. But uh, and so anyway, the cast of this show—you'll appreciate this, Jeff. Uh, Monty Python legend Eric Idle okay. is Doctor Nigel Channing. He's the director of the Imagination Institute. Fun fact about him—he pops back up in other attractions later in the future. So they developed this character of Nigel Channing, Dr. Nigel Channing, and he shows up in the Imagination Ride with figments later on, like really? years later. So they brought back that character as an existing character. If I want somebody to play a character, I'm assuming a British character named Nigel, I want it to be Eric Idle. Yeah, that's, no. a, that's a good call. Good call on that one. Uh, Rick Moranis is Wayne Zelinsky. Marcia Strassman is Diane Zelinsky. Robert Oliveri is Nick Zelinsky, which is his older son in the in the movie. And then uh, Daniel and Joshua uh, Shalikar is Adam Zelinsky, which is the the baby. 
It's like, you know when they do filming stuff, mm. they usually get twins so they can shoot longer because like you can only you can only shoot with a child on set for like a two hours. Yeah, the people don't realize Mary Kate and Ashley are, it's actually octuplets. <laughs> there's, there's nine of them yeah. actually, and then Eric Idle again is uh, Dr. Nigel Channing. Uh, this was in the Imagination Pavilion, which Jeff, you remember you talked about forever ago the waterfall, like the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, jumping the, water. Yeah, yeah. So this was, was right the best part of, of any theme park I've ever been to. This was right in front of that. So oh. yeah, or this is part of that pavilion. That's the Imagination Pavilion, the one with like the waterfall that goes up. Okay. And the, the, the jumping waters. So when you went in 82, though, that probably, I mean, God, at that point, I don't even know if Captain EO, I don't know if Captain EO opened with the park. I, I don't think it did. I feel like I remember Captain EO when it hit okay. when I was older. Yeah, that may have been like 84, 85 yeah. before that happened. Uh, anyway, so yeah, but that's that pavilion right there. It's next to the land on the right side of the park. If you walk into Epcot, it's going to be on your right side. Uh, really kind of triangular building with glass gla- glass panels and everything. Very colorful. It's imagination. It's meant to be like, mm. ooh, you know, lots of fun. So it's over on that side, uh, kind of the older side of the park now, because on the left side, you've got Mission Space, you've got Test Track, Cosmic Rewind coming very soon. So the whole left side is kind of all, all newish. What is Cosmic Rewind? It's the Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's gotcha. it replacing World of Motion. Uh, not World of Motion, excuse me, um, uh, World of Energy. Mm. And yeah, so it's going to be the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. What when it about comes all out. the World of Energy stands out there? <laughs> it's such a strong brand. Do you, oh, we, we'll talk about that in a future episode. That's the one with Ellen. Uh, it's like it was. It's, oh wow! Yeah, so uh, they had an Ellen animatronic. That was one of the worst things ever. It, it, it looked like like an Ellen animatronic, but it got hit by a truck. It was. And she even made fun of it on her show at, at points. Uh, but well, yeah, it was it was bad. What an interesting career trajectory from like from no controversy to extremely controversial to no controversy then extremely controversial yeah. again. Yeah, she, yeah, she's had a ride. So a lot of ups and downs. Uh, anyway, let's see what else I got here before we get into the actual uh, get into the actual show. Uh, the director of the film, so the director of this thing was uh, Randall Kleiser. He was the original director of Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, which was mm, the sequel, sequel. to uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, and also. Happened to direct Grease and Blue Lagoon and Flight of the Navigator, <laughs> like that is an that is an what a weird interesting resume. Yeah, he went from Blue Lagoon to Flight of the Navigator, or so from Blue Lagoon to Grease, Blue probably. Lagoon to Grease, Flight of the Navigator, and then Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. And those are the only four films he's directed. I know he's done other stuff too, okay. but it's just like those, those are the big, those are the, the kind heavy of the, hitters, the yeah. top the top line. Which is like, all right, and he also directed this, so uh, pr- pretty cool. Um, so the entire thing was shot like a stage place because the idea is like it's locked off cameras to give it that realistic feel of like an actual stage that you're looking at. And so they had to do the whole thing in very long takes. And like there's a lot of people on stage. So if any one person messed it up, they'd have to reset the whole thing and do it all over. It's like an OK Go video. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Gotcha. Like that. There were a few sneaky cuts throughout the whole thing where it's like people would you know, walk in front of the camera, lights would go out, things like that. So they could sneak in some cuts. But for the most part, it was shot like a stage play, which mm. is pretty neat. So um, what else? Uh the, uh, the the DP from Jurassic Park actually shot it as well. <laughs> they had some really top-line talent on this thing. Um, so also, uh, so I, I, I got this. So the director, so, uh, Randall, Randall Kleiser, uh-huh. did a, a director's commentary of of Honey, I, Honey, I Blue, or Honey, I Shrunk the Audience on YouTube that I found. And so I went through, pulled some of the, the things from him. The set designer was Les Dilly, who just happened to work on Raiders of the Lost Ark, Empire Strikes Back, Alien, Abyss. Nobody, <laughs> nobody says no when Rick Moranis picks up the phone. And calls. I guess though, so, man. 
And uh, yeah, and there, there's something like nine or ten kind of like 3D gags in the show where it's like something pops out of the audience. And it was pretty neat because he was very, like he, he did some research on 3D stuff. And he said, typically the very first thing that comes out of the screen, the audience reaches for it. So he sort of uh, took that and ran with it, where the very first thing that pops out of the screen is dangerous blades. So like you want to reach for it, but it's like, oh, there's blades there, be careful. <laughs> so it's kind of like, no, that's, that's interesting. Hey everyone, uh, I just want to take a quick moment to thank some of our sponsors for today's annual pass episode. This episode is sponsored by Genlock Season 2 on HBO Max. The mind is a powerful weapon, but who is really in control? In the groundbreaking HBO Max series Genlock, the fate of an increasingly hostile world rests on five soldiers who upload their minds to giant mecha war machines. Executive produced and starring Michael B. Jordan, season two of this action-packed animated series is now streaming on HBO Max. 50 years into the future. Let me set the, the tone for you. 50 years into the future. A global extinction event ravages Earth. War rages between the Union and the Polity, who hold very different ideas on how to save humanity. As territories fall, the Union's charismatic leader preaches about a higher existence for all mankind. The Jinlock team is the Polity's greatest weapon. Utilizing advanced technology, they upload their minds to weaponize robotic suits to combat the Union forces. This team of fighters will soon learn that digitizing their minds can leave them more shell-shocked than the battlefield. Ooh. As their darkest thoughts become reality, whose war are they fighting and at what cost? The heart-pounding new season of Ginlock features a star-studded voice cast, including Michael B. Jordan, Dakota Fanning, Macy Williams, Asia Kate Dillon, and David Tennant. Season 2 of Ginlock is now streaming on HBO Max. Humanity will prevail. Check out Ginlock Season 2 right now on HBO Max. And this episode of Annual Pass is also brought to you by Honey. Little, little less dramatic, but still very, very cool. Good news and bad news. The good news is you don't have to cheap out on Christmas gifts this year because you're about to save a boatload of money with honey. That's that's good for me because I gotta I gotta buy all my Christmas gifts. The bad news is now you have to think of great gifts to get everyone on your list. That's that's the rub right there, right? Honey is basically your personal shopping assistant that scours the internet for coupon codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 online stores, so you're sure to find that perfect gift. Here's how it works. When you go to checkout, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Easy as that. Then just kick back and relax as Honey searches for coupons. If it finds a working one, you'll watch the prices drop. I know I've been using Honey for literally years now. It's super fantastic when I'm when I'm purchasing domain sites or things off you know big big stores anywhere that has a little coupon code thing. Honey has been there for me and it's saved me tons and tons of cash already. And now it can save you some cash as well. And you can you know spend it on yourself or get a more elaborate Christmas gift if you want. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in just a few seconds. And by getting it, You'll be doing yourself a favor and also supporting this podcast, which is really lovely of you. Thank you for doing that. I'd never recommend something I don't use, and trust me, I, it's on every browser I use all the time. Get Honey right now for free at joinhoney.com slash annual pass. That is joinhoney.com slash annual pass. It's free. Why would you pass up free savings? You should do it. And, it, you know, and you support annual pass, which is really cool, too. So thank you very much to Honey for supporting the show. All right, and that's going to do it for our sponsors. Let's get back to the episode. 
So uh, yeah, and then we'll we'll get into some uh, some Easter eggs and stuff after it. But uh, Jeff, yeah, are you ready to go with me and visit the the Imagination Institute and see Dr. Wayne Zelinsky receive the Inventor of the Year award for what year? Uh, say 1994 when the thing opened. Yes, I am. Also, uh, also in the lobby, they had other previous Inventors of the Year winners, including uh, Albert Einstein was in there, and they had uh, Robin Williams from Flubber. I forget his character's name, <laughs> Flubber. But they had like posters of him, like him accepting okay. an award. They had like photoshopped in. So anyway, we're gonna go and see the Inventor of the Year award at uh, at the Imagination Pavilion or Imagination Institute. Uh, and see Dr. Wayne Zelinsky get it. Nothing, nothing bad will happen, Jeff. And this is canon. This is canon. And okay. I think I don't know. I'll assume it's canon. All right, Jeff. Here we go. You ready? It's in the blue universe. It's <laughs> yes, yes, it is the the honey the honeyverse. I guess because yeah. always honey. I did the blank. All right, here we go. Jeff, I'm standing next to you. Hey, Jeff, we're at Epcot. Uh, with no need to yell. Yeah, we're, I love Epcot. I know you're very excited. Uh, yes. Let's go to the Imagination Pavilion, Jeff. Okay. I'm gonna imagine you're speaking at a normal well, tone. Uh, there's the ima- we got the ima- we got the, the waters jumping around, Jeff. You it's love the, you love the water. It is my favorite. Do you want to go stand in front of the waters? So I want to try to catch mouth? it okay. and then try to hit it in the chest. Okay, okay. Well, well maybe we'll do that after because we're gonna go sit into a theater right now, Jeff. Okay. We're gonna watch a show. Maybe after that we'll get you we'll get you some malting water. Soaked. <laughs> we'll get you soaked, and then we'll go to the imagination ride with with uh, Dreamfinder and Figments, and that'll be lovely. And they'll never change that ride. Yay! All right, here we go. We're going into. I shrunk the audience, Jeff. Let's watch it. Let's watch this, this this beautiful pre-show. It's the true color shining through. Is that now? That now that sounds like that's a that sounds like the Luther Vandross version it, it of that is, song. It it is, okay, I thought I, so. I think it's Luther Vandross. It yeah, excellent, it. excellent uh, recitation. So do be let them That's why I love you. Okay, uh, this is really beautiful. I'm tearing up. There's a little pre-show video where Dr. Channing is talking to a woman about um, about what's going on. We have to wear safety goggles, Jeff. Dr. Nigel Channing saying we need we need safety goggles. So let's get our safety goggles. Got them. All right, all right. Now they're sending us in the theater. It says like we're about ready to go. So we're gonna go into the theater, Jeff. Okay, we're we're all lined up in the theater now. It's very exciting. Okay, oh look at the like the pretty thing up on the wall. It says Imagination Institute, and it's got like a little light bulb on there. You see it? Oh, oh they're they're working behind the screen, Jeff. It's all lit up behind the screen. I guess they're they're not ready for us yet. Okay. That, that's okay. So I guess they're, they're back there looking around. They're looking for. I think it sounds like they're looking for for Doctor Zelinsky. I, I don't. The inventor of the year award font is the Simpsons font. It is it? like in color. <laughs> that's that, that, so there's two big screens on the side because it's meant to be like an award yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. So they got the two things. Oh, they, he's oh. here! He's so small, Jeff. Look at him. He's a little thing. There he is. Hey, Doctor Zelinsky. He looks like a Dalek. It, it, yeah, well, kind of. He's got, but he's got blades underneath his thing. He's flying money. around. He's flying around. He's like, Thanks hey. Whoa, watch out, whoa, Jeff, don't touch the blades. Okay. Very dangerous. Okay, he's right above us. Okay, now he's very small. Look at him, he's saying, hi, oh, you look right at me, Jeff. Yeah. Okay, well, he's, he's flying around like, oh, no, he lost his thing. He's flying. He's out of control. They've, uh-oh, he, where'd he go, Jeff? I don't know. He's looking for Gozer. They're saying start the show. Oh, oh, okay, they're starting the show. Look, it's Dr. Nigel Channing. Hi, Dr. Nigel Channing. Oh, I remember. He's Figment's friend. That's right. Well, not, not He will yet. be. May, in the future, maybe. Look, he's, he's presenting the Inventor of the Year Award. He's very excited for it. He's going to give it to Dr. Wayne Zelinsky, Jeff. Okay. That's what we're here for. Okay, but now they're looking for him. They're like, oh, here he is. 
Oh no, he, he knocked the sign. It says nerd now. Whoa, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. All the stuff's flying at us. Oh, the lights are going out. Oh, uh, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous, Jeff. This is all one take, huh? This is all one take. Look, okay, well, it's because it's a live show. It's happening yeah, right yeah, in front yeah. of us, Jeff, obviously. So, okay, Dr. Zelensky's flying around. They're looking for him. They're trying to get him now. And, uh, oh, what, okay, what's going on? Like, what's, he's still, they're still trying to find him, Jeff. A oh, snake, look, snake. Look, it's, that, it, the, the sun's here. Could he use the snake warning? Oh, yeah, Jeff, there's a snake, by the way. There's a snake. So, the, his sons are here. His younger okay, son yeah. and his older son. And his son's like, well, while you're looking for him, I can show you some of his inventions. I can show you some of his different stuff. He's got some things to show off because he, he knows all of his dad's things. And look, his, his little baby son, he's got a duplicator, but the son's got a, he's got a rat. Why does he have, he's got a little mouse or something and he's dupl, what, he's throwing the, he's throwing the box, Jeff. Jeff, why is he throwing the, why is he throwing the mouse in the box? They're duplicating the mouse, Jeff. They're making a thousand copies of the mouse. Uh-oh. Oh, the lights went out. Oh, uh -oh. Jeff. Jeff, the mice are running. I can feel it. Oh, you feel it in your legs. Oh, look at them coming <laughs> out. They're, you can feel it running by your legs. It's blowing past your legs. Do you hear Do you feel it? Do you hear people screaming? I, I do. This reminds me of the other day when we were I was playing uh, the New World, and I accidentally uh, had the F12 key locked down <laughs> uh, with a cord, and I took 9,000 screenshots. <laughs> In about four seconds. It's exactly the same thing. Like, thousand, thousand mice and screenshots yeah. are identical. All right, now he's got his 3D thing. Like, oh, he made a cat to find the mice. Oh, what, something's wrong. That's uh, It's they, not a cat. It's uh, just a cat head. Uh, oh, with a snake body. It got very angry. Oh, now it's a lion, Jeff. That's a lion. He's looking. Oh, he's clawing at us. He's trying to get the mice, but he's clawing at us. Oh, okay, that went away. That went away. Oh, look, there's Dr. Zelensky. He's flying around again. He's going he's to finally show up. still shot. tiny? He's still tiny. Oh, there he is. He's back. Okay, he finally did it. He's back. Ooh, Dr. Zelensky is good now. Some real Ant-Man vibes here. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, he's, he's around now. So, look, he's got his shrink machine. He's got to show off how his shrink machine works. Yeah, okay. okay. And so he's showing, yeah, like, yeah. the average, you know, he brought out a bunch of luggage. And he's like, I'm going to shrink it down. You can, like, take all your luggage in the palm of your hand. But, oh, no, Jeff, he's lost control of uh. it. The shrinking machine is making him fly all over the place. <laughs> he's, he's not big enough to operate it. It's very, very dangerous. Oh, okay, it's queuing up. Oh, Jeff, that's, that's not good. Oh, it's, it's all getting, it's all getting sparky, Jeff. Is he gonna? <laughs> oh, Doctor Nigel's like, don't worry, folks, this will be fine. All is well. Uh, I, the duck, Doctor uh, Nigel, duck. Uh, oh, this son pushed him out of the way. Oh no, Jeff, we got shot with the shrink ray. We ah! did this. The kid did. Oh, well, the kid oh. did as well. The kid did as well. Look at that. Oh. oh, Jeff, we've shrunk down. We're tiny now. Oh, that's awesome. Look, everyone's big and we're real small. Oh, that's so cute. That's It's not good, though. Don't step on us. Oh, every, they, they can see us there. They're like, oh, the audience is tiny. It's, it's Oh, look, there he is. There's Dr. Zelensky with his, his, his magnifying <laughs> glass thing. And he, he's, he's looking at all his, making sure we're all okay. That's good. That's good. Oh, the wife's here now, Jeff. The wife, and She's like, honey, where is everyone? Where's our son? And he says, honey, I shrunk the audience. It's the name of the show, Jeff! And then she's gonna pass out! She's gonna pass out? Yeah, because she's freaking out. You see, she's, I hope she, she doesn't pass out on us. She's like, I remember when this happened last time. Whoa! She's, she's gonna kill us. Oh, whoa! That was very close. She passed out her hands, like right in our face. Ugh. And Eric Idle's right in our face, too. That's so freaky! <laughs> All right, so now, okay, now the uh, the son, the, the baby son's like walking around. He's taking photos of it and stuff. Oh, it's, everyone's so big. There's so many things going on. It's very scary, Jeff. Oh, the son's got us! The baby's got us. He's picked up the audience, Jeff. How did? Because he's we're in a theater, and so he's How's picked up the theater. How's nobody parenting the child? Oh, that's that's so scary. Everyone's watching us. Everyone's oh, this is not good. This is not good, Jeffrey. Okay, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna try to get they're gonna try to get us. Just uh, blow us up. Oh, okay, they're gonna try to get they're gonna try to catch. Oh, okay, Eric Idle's gonna get us, Jeff. He's gonna save us. Oh, the baby's not happy with that though. The baby is not happy yeah, with that, Jeff. I bet Eric Idle has sweaty hands. <laughs> 
Okay. All right. He set, he set us down. That's good. He's finally set us down. Jeff! Jeff! The snake from before is back! The snake's back, Jeff! Yes, ah! it is. Oh, oh, oh come oh, on, Jack! Oh, it bit at us, Jeff! Come on, man! The big snake bit at us! Oh, okay. Oh, the snake. He hears something, though. Oh, it's it's Quark. It's the dog. Oh, okay, he's getting away. Thank thank goodness the dog's going to save us. Look at him go. Oh, the dog's got little 3D glasses on. That dog would not stand a chance against that snake. Probably not, but he freaked him out. He's scared. He's more scared of us than he is of, of, of you. What? Well, yeah, no, you did. Yeah, that was right. You nailed it. All right, so now they got to fix it all. they got to fix it all. Here we go. He, say, he claims he fixed it. Okay. Oh, we're back to normal size, Jeff. He shot us, and we're back to normal size now. Thank goodness. But, hey. Wait, did you notice that, that when he, he made his back to normal size, though, the, I think that the dog may have, like, run in front of in front of the, in front of the, the, the thing, Jeff. Uh, That's not good. Uh-oh. The dog's huge now, Jeff. The do <laughs> look at the dog. It's enormous. Honey, I blew up the dog. Oh. I take back what I said about the snake and the dog. That snake doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> All right, they close the curtain. Phew. Ah, it's finally over. Wait, what's that? It still sounds like chaos. Wait, why is well. the curtain? The curtain's being pushed around. Uh, oh no! The dog! The dog! Like, peeked through the curtain. Oh, it's so cute, Jeff. Look he looks at the like dog. Benji, kind of. Kind of. Uh oh, uh oh, Jeff. He's got. He's got. Oh, he sneezed <laughs> on us. Oh, he got us all wet. Gross. Yeah. All right. Well, the, the 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 thing's coming down now, and I think we finally we finally did it, Jeff. We survived being a shrunken audience. We did it, Jeff. I uh, I would appreciate a, a snake trigger warning next time. <laughs> I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy we made it through. I hope the wife is okay. She's uh, back up. Okay, the, good. the sun's back to normal. The sun's Audience back to normal. is dog's back to normal. Huge. All right. Dog's huge, but they'll figure that out. We did it. That is Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of fun gags in that one, of course. Like any 3D sort of show like that is going to have some fun gags. It's See? exhausting getting shrunk and blown up again. <laughs> I'm tired now. That was about a 15-minute show. Yeah. Uh, so it, it was pretty pretty cool. Uh, the, entire, the entire theater, all the seats, were actually on an air compressor thing that at one point would drop the audience four inches. <laughs> so initially when you get shrunk down, you shrink you down, oh, you feel cool. it. Cool. And then like when the baby's picking you up, like you can feel like the whole seat shake and everything to make it kind of give that realistic feel like you're actually moving around. Um, there are air compressors underneath the seat, so when the mice escape and get loose, they would shoot air at the back of your legs to freak you out. Um, but the cool thing was, uh, the director talked about this, is uh, they did it row by row. So it started at the front and worked its way back. So you could literally, like, people in the front row would get hit first before the people in the back row. So you could That's hear funny. people, like, screaming as, as, it, worked way, close to you? as yeah. it worked its way back to the theater, which is pretty great. Attention to detail, that. Absolutely. Uh, what else? The uh, So the animation. So there's some animation, you know, the snake and the, the lion and stuff like that. Uh, I, it, was, it was done by... <laughs> that was an animated lion? I know. It wasn't real. Uh, it was done by a group called Curious Pictures. They're now They're now shut down. Uh, but that group had done things like Codename Kids. Uh, they worked on Rock Band, Red Dead Redemption, and oddly enough, The Love Guru. <laughs> they did some animation for The Love Guru. Okay. Which is kind of a fun thing. Uh, the initial show, uh, the, initially the show was going to be called Honey, I Shrunk the Theater. But then they, mm. they changed it to Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Not sure why. Because they didn't shrink the whole theater. They only shrunk the audience. I guess so. I guess yeah. so. Um, the, uh, so also, this wasn't the first Honey, I Shrunk the Kids attraction at, at, uh, at Disney. The first one ever was actually the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playset adventure. And that opened with the Disney MGM Studios before the, uh, before the, uh, the 3D movie. So mm. like, it, that opened up in 89. And so it was very, you know, very early, very shortly after the movie because they saw it was going to be a very big hit. 
And uh, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids playset adventure was a playground that was made to make you feel like you were, you shrunk, were shrunk down. down so they yeah. had like they had a giant ant. They had like a Kodak roll that was a slide. Is these it, giant plants and stuff. Is that not still there? It's not. That seems like such an easy no brainer. It, it, it was. It was kind of uh, the way they they sort of squeezed it next to uh, a, a eatery area over by the back lot tour in the like the back left corner of the park. Um, and like behind the streets of America. And it was kind of this weird sort of corridor that got really hot. And in Florida, it gets hot a lot. So like it was kind of in this weird, like non-ventilated area and it would get very, very toasty back there. Mm. People loved it though. I remember going on it when I was a kid. I loved that place. Uh, but that whole area was taken down when they built up uh, the Black Spire Outpost area, the Star Wars area. Mm. So it all got leveled. And that's actually the Backlot Tour was over there, too. So that was my attraction. So it's now Toy Story Land and and uh, and Star Wars is where the uh, the old uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kid stuff is. So hmm. uh, the uh, at one point when the, the baby is holding the, the theater and moving around, uh, they have a camera pointed and there's like a TV that's like monitoring what the camera's pointing at. And they show people in the audience to make it feel like they're actually filming an audience. In that crowd in the audience is a guy in a white shirt. It's actually the director. It's his cameo. So he makes a cameo in his own film. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so, cute. It's kind of a neat little thing there. Um, what else? So Eric Idle was actually interviewed not terribly long ago about making, like, they basically, they interviewed a bunch of people who worked on attraction stuff. So, yeah. like, they interviewed Ileana Douglas about Rock and Roller Coaster. Just saying, we talked to Ken first before they talked to her. Just <laughs> whatever, no big deal. Sure, sure, sure. But from D23, uh, talking with Eric Idle, they said, uh, what is it like filming Honey, I Shrunk the Audience? He said, we shot it all in one take because all the action is contained in that wide shot. Like a play, really. No close-ups and a huge 70-millimeter camera. They shot the whole thing on IMAX, and it had to be very crisp, too, so it was very, very bright. Uh, we would set up the whole piece and then go again. And they said, what was your first reaction when you saw the film? I found it very impressive. I liked the interaction gags, the mice, and so on. Disney kindly flew us all to Epcot for the opening, and since we had kids, they loved it. Then they flew me and my family to France for the opening at Euro Disney, which I also had a great time. So that's kind of cool. That's pretty awesome. So very nice of them. That Eric Idle seems like a very, very cool dude. So anyway, that is Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. There's not a whole lot of history to it. It was kind of a, a no-brainer. I was like, oh, yeah, we should do a thing about this. It's a really clever take. The director had a, a very good vision for it. And it's a very, very good 3D show. I remember really enjoying this one. Uh, again, it, it shut down in 2010. Um, but maybe we'll see it come back. I mean, Captain EO made a return after 16 years, so maybe you know if there's demand there, it'll, it'll pop back up. Well, if the if the honey if, if the, the honey franchise the honey verse <laughs> is still active, and if there's going to be another uh, did another you know version. there was there were actually three honey honey mm -hmm. movies. Mm -hmm. There was Honey I Shrunk the Kid, Honey I Blew Up the Kid, Honey I Blew Up the Kid, or Honey I Blew Up the Baby. Is that what it was called? Honey, Honey, I Blew Up the Baby was the second one. That came out in 1992. Do you know what the third one was? Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Did I get that right? You got it right. Nice. It nice. came out in 1997 direct-to-video. Hmm. It was it was never released in theaters. And not only that, uh, Rick Moranis was the only returning actor for that whole movie. Really? Which is odd. That it's is odd. odd. Yeah. Uh, that must have been one of his last things he did, too, before yeah. he kind of took his retirement. Interesting. Um, there was also a TV show. There was a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the TV show. Came out in 1997 as well. Ran for 64 episodes. Wow. Yeah. And it was uh, Peter Scolari was in it. from. Uh, that makes sense. From, he is Peter Scolari, and I mean this in a, as, a, as a compliment. But Peter Scolari, his entire life, I feel like, has been the poor man's Rick Moranis. <laughs> and that is not an insult. Yeah. Just, they're very similar. Yeah, yeah. Peter Scolari was in Bosom Buddies, which is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Dude, he was in New Heart. I loved him he in New Heart. He was great in New Heart. Yeah. And uh, anyway, so I think, did he just recently pass away, actually? Oh, well, don't say that. I think so. I could be wrong. Ben, can you look that up? Can you see if Peter Scolari is still alive? I want to say 
Like he like within the past couple months, he actually passed oh, away. That'd be so sad. Which is kind of sad. Did you see uh, uh, um, Dean Stockwell passed away? Yeah, that's sad. That is. Sad. I love Quantum Leap growing up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, not to not to get on a downer there. October twenty second, twenty twenty one. There you go. So <laughs> wow, he for, just died. three weeks ago. Yeah. So oh. I, I remember I remember hearing his name recently, and then I was doing this. So much mm. love to you, Peter Scolari. If you uh, if you haven't watched Bosom Buddies or our New Heart, absolutely go and watch that. So the second New Heart show. Yes. Yes. Because uh, he had two. The theater holds 574 guests. Uh, that wasn't really wasn't really changed at all when it went from Captain E over to uh, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. That's a pretty small theater for them, huh? It's pretty small. And yeah. I, I don't know if there was only one or if they had multiple or what, but I mean, they, again, you can only do each show is about 15 minutes, and so you know that's kind of a slow. I mean, 2,000 an hour, about uh, 2,200 an hour. It's not a whole lot. There's not a lot no. of capacity, but no. you know, uh, people loved it, and I again, I would love to see it again. Uh, you can watch versions of it up on YouTube, but of course, you know, it's a 3D show, so it's kind of hard to to get, get, get the, the gist effect. of the 3D uh, without actually being there. So, well, uh, that does it. I, I'm I, 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 again, I hope it comes back someday. I really like that show, and I love 3D shows in general. I love seeing like the interactive stuff, like the Muppet Vision 3D at Disney MGM's or at Disney's Hollywood Studios. I love that show. Do you, do you have any any favorite 3D shows, Jeff? Or can you think of any? You know I don't. Uh, <laughs> I quite enjoyed the Shrek show we went mm. to. Shrek 4D. That's Shrek like, 40. It's, yeah. it's shutting down January 10th next yeah, year. I so. remember you saying that. Uh, yeah. I thought that was a pretty clever one. Yeah. yeah. Well I, done. I like that this show is... Uh, it's gonna. It's starting to serve as a historical record of yeah. things so that they don't get lost to time. Yeah, it's fun too to go back to some of these old classic attractions, you know. And so there's a, there's a bunch of YouTube channels out there. Like Defunct Land is one of my favorite mm -hmm. YouTube channels, and that guy he just he just tags old stuff and it's kind of like what happened to it. And if you if you haven't watched his content, uh, him Expedition Theme Park, he's got some great stuff. Theme Park Podcast has great stuff as well. Um, again, hopefully we're we're just kind of finding our our space within this world of really really awesome content creators around theme parks. So uh, spread the love, spread the love, but. Jeff, I've got some Q&A for us now Okay. to uh, talk about things. These are questions pulled from the Halloween Horror Nights 1 episode we did actually at Universal Studios. Okay. So if they feel like they're themed around anything spooky, that's because of that. So first from Grin Gritting Ghosty. Great name. Oh, that's a good name. Hey, guys. Love the show. Thanks for being one of the only things keeping me sane at work. <laughs> what, what can you... What? Yeah. Oh, Jeff. I dropped my golf ball. Uh, question for you. Which existing attraction would you like to see get a holiday-themed overlay, a la Haunted Mansion Holiday mm. or Ghost Galaxy? Personally, I'd love an Enchanted Tiki Room Halloween overlay themed around Dr. Facilier and his friends on the other side. That could be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so so what sort of attractions would you like to see get a... Get a, a, a Christmas or some sort of some sort of how like you know let me they say Halloween holiday themed holiday. -themed. Let me answer this question uh -huh. with a question. Okay, Jack, what uh what uh, what ride or attraction would you like to see holiday themed <laughs> that um, you haven't yet? <laughs> man, I you know I haven't ridden the uh, the uh, uh, haunted mansion, the haunted mansion holiday, the nightmare mm. before Christmas. I haven't done that yet, which is it's currently going right now. They've got yeah. it set up over there right now. Um, I would like to see maybe like. Hmm. Maybe like Jungle Cruise. Go for like a, a, a full blown holiday edition, like either like extra spooky or extra like Christmassy or something mm. like that. That could be kind of fun. Or even like a Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> like it'd be kind of goofy. If you did like a, like a straight up like. A very Caribbean Christmas. <laughs> or, or like a horror version of it where mm -hmm. it's like, you know, because if you think of like in the movies, they all become like skeletons and stuff. It'd be mm -hmm. kind of cool if they did something like that, I think. Yeah. Okay. How about I you, Jeff? Your answer. Oh gosh, uh, all the things that you and he, and that per, that person said for sure. Grim grinning ghosty. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, this is your new thing that you just pull. Someone gives an answer, and you say, like, "Oh yeah, also me." <laughs> well, I just I feel like my uh, my You're... universal knowledge 
is not built up enough yet that I can provide yeah. uh, any kind of answer with any nuance. That's true. You know, and I feel like I just keep, I have to recite the same six or seven places over and over again. Yeah. So. Well, now, I mean, now you've got pretty much all of Universal Studios under your belt. Yeah. Uh, I think the only things you haven't done at Universal Studios are. Velo- oh, no, you did Velocicoaster, obviously. Yeah, I did Velocicoaster. Uh, I just haven't done Hulk. You haven't done... No, you did Hulk. Oh, I did Hulk. That's we, right. We I got, got super sick. We got stuck on Hulk. Oh. Yeah. Hulk, I haven't I'll, done Hagrid. Hagrid, which I love Hagrid. It's such a great yeah. ride. Um, and other than that, I think you've done... Because we did, we did the we did Gringotts when we yeah. were there, right? Well, that was good. Um, we, we, did, we did the Doom Drop. We did uh, Doctor Doom's Fearfall. Uh, we did the Jimmy Fallon ride. <laughs> <laughs> we did. We did. Uh, we we did. Uh, I know fast. we're a, we're we're like a a, a positive uh, podcast where we just spread the love. Yeah. But man, was I not a fan of that Jimmy Fallon ride. Well, not only that, you rode the whole thing without your 3D glasses. That might be why. That might be why. Maybe that's why. You, re- you reminded me of that. And yeah. I was looked over, I'm like, where's your glasses? You're like, I didn't get any glasses. Like, how did you not get your glasses? That being that being said, it was because we just walked on that attraction. There was literally no one there. Yeah. And we just kind of didn't stop moving. And I looked yeah. over and you were missing your glasses. And then you were like, eh, it's whatever. And so, anyway, you didn't miss a whole lot, I promise. Uh, Went to the moon, I think. At one point, we went to yeah. the moon, yeah. Um, Key the Weird says, As a former haunted house actor, not Halloween Horror Nights, and li- a lifelong scaredy cat, I'd like to say that being in the haunted house as an actor gives you the opportunity to explore your inner creepy. Mm. I had a blast scaring the crap out of people, and I discovered that I can be creepy as hell. I was going to ask, if you could be an actor in a haunted house, what house and what kind of character would you be? That's a good one. We did a lot of Halloween Horror Night stuff. Did do you think you could you could be on the other side of it? Because you know, obviously, we got we were the ones walking through and getting scared. Do you think you could do the scaring, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, okay. What what sort of okay? So like, let's let's run through some of the list of the different kind of scare characters they have. Okay, characters. Scare, the, the sca- yeah. yeah, characters. So they've got the ones that like step around corners, like ah, and trying to spook you out. Uh huh. They've got the drop window ones, which are the ones that like they're behind a window and you, they push a button and a thing drops down, makes a uh-huh. loud, loud noise. Um, they've got just the eerie ones that are kind of like just always spooky and kind of hanging around. It's like, eh. And then you've got like the, uh, you've got the, uh, uh, the scare zone people that are kind of just wandering. I would want to be the kind of person that sneaks around behind you and gets very close to you and surprises you. The one most, most likely to get elbowed or, or yeah, the one or the one that's most likely to get assaulted. So maybe like yeah. maybe like a scare zone type thing. Yeah. So you just kind of like you just yeah because th- those are the ones where typically it would be someone was walking around and suddenly like oh like, there's someone here with us. Like my girlfriend and I, we have this thing that we do at home uh, that we've been doing for oh uh, since we met, where uh, at night when the one of the one of us is like getting ready for bed, brushing her teeth, or like setting the alarm or whatever, the other person will invariably go hide somewhere in the house <laughs> and then scare. <laughs> And then we jump out at each other, and we do it, you know, three to ten times a week, probably. Well, that's adorable, and it's a lot of fun. So I would like, I would, I'd love to share that fun with the rest of the world. Have you ever, have you ever been scared to the point where you dropped to the floor because, yeah. like, you, you were like, oh, yeah. and just fell yeah. over? Yeah, yeah. I've okay. been, I've been scared to the point of paralyzed, being paralyzed. Well, what was the scariest thing for you when we did Halloween Horror Nights? Like, what was, was there any moment that you were like, oh, like, ah, okay, that actually caught you off guard? For me, it was that mirror, that two way mirror. Because I was totally disarmed. So at one point we went through a haunted house. It was it was the puppet theater, and there was they did the the two way mirror gag where it was like you know the, the, basically there was no mirror but it was dressed to look like you were looking into a mirror. And I was like, oh, it's one of those things. And immediately my guard went down. Yeah. And as I was pointing it out to Jeff, the scare actor popped up and scared the I was crap out of me. Just far enough back from that to see the full frame of what was going on. <laughs> so I wasn't. I was actually enjoying. So yeah. I saw. I saw it yeah. happening. I saw what was about to happen to you, and then I got to enjoy it. 
Uh, I would say probably any and every time they made those loud drop wall things. Yeah. Like those, those just, those are, how did they not scare those you? Those were startling. You know, but, it's, but other than that, I can't remember anything that was like overwhelmingly yeah. scary. Well, I, I think, they're just fun scary there. Well, I think the one thing too that uh, they had going against them this year is because we're still in COVID times. So there's still a lot of stuff they can't do. Like everyone's yeah. masked up going through the houses and whatnot. But one thing they had was they had plexiglass separating yes. the scare actors from the audience, from the, the people walking through it. Which I'm sure the scare actors appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that. But at the same time, it also got, it added like a, a layer of protection a barrier, between you. Yeah. And so I think next year, if that's gone, I think that'll definitely add that extra layer of fear back into mm. it. So mm. I'm excited to see that. I'm just going to put this out into the ether. I'm going to make that my goal for next year is to get you two as scare actors in a house. Get us gonna, as I, a scare I, actor? Okay. I'm going to yeah. see if we can oh. make that happen. All right. If, so, our, if our friends at Universal are down for it, absolutely. I would I'll love to do that. i be a scare actor. I would do that for a night. Heck yeah, man. And then, then what we do is we let the pass holders know we're going to be in the house. <laughs> Maybe we could be the new uh, horror icons for 2022. <laughs> we could be the evil podcasters. The evil podcasters. Yeah. Welcome to our podcasting studio. From hell. <laughs> Wait, that's... Hope we, we have a podcast experience. about... We have a podcast in hell already. Oh, right, right. <laughs> Good morning <laughs> from hell. We'll be... We'll be uh, have a lovely evening from hell. There we'll be our show. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. So as, as far as for me, I would I would love to be. Um, I love seeing the stilt actors. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. always that, that's fascinating cool. to me. Um, I would love to try that. I'm also terrified that I would be up there and that that would be game over for me. Like I would catch my foot on something, and I'd be gone. But mm -hmm. those stilt actors are really really cool. So I'd love to try that. So. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions like that, feel free to ask us over on Rooster Teeth. So in the comments to this episode over on Rooster Teeth, drop some questions over there and we'll answer them in a future episode. And also, every single week, I ask you, the audience, a question. And I'm like, hey, answer the question over on Rooster Teeth and I'll randomly select someone and we'll send them a park map signed by Jeff and I. So the question from this episode, the, the week prior, was who is your favorite Halloween Horror Nights icon? This is from, the again, the Halloween Horror Nights episode one episode. So that's why this one came up. And it's Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Let's talk about Horror Nights. Um, the CNT Raider, longtime fan of the show, says, honestly, I don't know all that much about Halloween Horror Nights icons, so I'm going to answer with one that sounds like the most familiar to me. That is the Crypt Keeper. He is one of the most recognizable creepy laughs ever, sending chills down your spine every time. While I don't know many of the icons for Halloween Horror Nights, I do know a few of the characters for Not Scary Farms. Not Scary Farms. I got farm. you. Yeah. yeah, they do. We got to go out there. I haven't been there before. Having worked there in 2019, the Green Witch, Dr. Scratch, his personal favorite, the Conductor, and even the Mistress of Dark herself, Elvira, who performed oh. at the event from 1982 to 2017. Elvira, was it not Scary Farm? That's pretty cool. I wish we could From, from when to when? 1982 to 2017. So that was like 20-something years. 25 years? That's wild. Wow. Man, good on you, Elvira. Uh, Kelbo says, my favorite Halloween Horror Night icon is the storyteller. She's basically a creepy old lady, which is scary enough on its own, but her backstory is that a monster wanted to skin her alive when she was a child, so she ate the monster. If that's not inspirational, I don't know what is. You go, old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the storyteller, uh, back in 2005 when I went, she was the, the, the icon. icon. Yeah. And so she was freaky, very, very freaky. And she can, like, shapeshift and stuff. She too. eats monsters. She eats monsters for breakfast. Odin's Keeper says, as I have never been to a Halloween Horror Night, I've been seeing a, a theme here. You guys got to go to Halloween Horror Nights. I'm going to have to say Jack the Clown, only because every time Jack mentions him, I pictured him talking in the third person with him wearing white pancake makeup and a big red nose. <laughs> yeah, Jack the Clown is not me. It's it's a different different Jack, different word. Not really. They look a lot alike though. Very very similar. K Haskell one 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 nine says favorite icon is Chance. She is just as twisted as Jack and gives me slight Harley Quinn vibes, and I'm for it. That's pretty cool. I like Chance a lot. And our winner that I randomly select is Dayzulin. 
I went opening weekend to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time ever, and it was amazing. I was absolutely blown away. I really contemplated flying back down on the weekend of the 16th just to experience it again. Kind of wish I did now. I absolutely love the Terra Queen, but from the icons in the houses, I would have to say Chance is my favorite. We'll also say how I love they rotate the cast members out all dressed in cultist robes. Just something unnerving about a spontaneous line of cultists culling through the massive crowds, cutting through the massive crowds. Yeah, so when they when they swap people out for breaks and stuff, they have giant robes they swap That's out pretty with, cool. which is kind of freaky. So congratulations to Day Zulin. Uh, I will reach out to you, get your email, and, uh, and get you a park map. So anyway, our question for this week, as related to 3D episodes, Jeff, is what movie do you think deserves a 3D attraction? So, like, we've had Terminator 2 3D. We've had Honey, I Shrunk the Audience in 3D. Uh, what movie do you think would make sense to have a 3D version of the show? Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> Eat, Pray, Love? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's that's uh, appropriate, I guess. I, I would think something like maybe action-related, possibly. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids isn't really a super action mm-hmm. movie. I mean, Terminator, obviously, mm-hmm. is. Would you count the Born Stuntacular as, like, a 3D yes. experience? I would. No. you don't wear 3D no, goggles. you don't wear 3D goggles. Uh, I, I would say maybe something uh, Avatar-related, mm. since that was a whole big 3D well, movie. They have an Avatar attraction at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. The Flight of Passage, uh, which we can go on sometimes when we get out to uh, to Animal Kingdom. So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway. I, How about you? Um... If I'm thinking 3D movie, I mean, I, I, I was going to say The Muppets, but The Muppets have a 3D movie already. Um, oh, Hostel. Hostel? Yeah, that Eli Roth movie. <laughs> Fun, family-friendly thing. Okay. Um, honestly, Harry Potter. Harry Potter would make a yeah. good 3D show. Sure. Like, I could see an easy, easy 3D movie with the Harry Potter-related stuff. Like Game stuff, of Thrones. Stuff coming out of shit, dragons. Yeah, that'd be cool. So, anyway, yeah, I would, I would lean something Harry Potter. And supposedly the... Uh, the Fear Factor stage where they did the the Halloween Nightmare Fuel show that we went to, <laughs> yeah, they're tearing that thing down and they're going to expand Harry Potter into that area. So maybe they put a theater in, they do like a three D show. Okay, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, so I don't know. I honestly don't know what's going to go in there, but anyway, it's not coming back. That makes me wonder because uh, I just threw that out there. Why aren't there? I mean, there aren't Game of Thrones rides, right? There are not. There's nothing. There's no Game of Thrones IP no. at a theme park. Who owns it? Is it Warner? I guess owns Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, I guess so. So, huh? Yeah, I guess War- Warner works with Six Flags to license some of their characters. Like mm. the Looney Tunes are in mostly Six Flags parks. DC, um, they have all the DC's kind of yeah. It's a lot of Six Flags as well. Do you know initially the Marvel superhero island at Universal Islands of Adventures was going to be a DC themed? Yeah, island? you told me that. Yeah. yeah, and so they changed up a bunch of stuff. Like the the Hulk was going to be a Batman ride. You know. so two, coin, two sides of the same coin. There is a Game of Thrones theme park opening up in Northern Ireland, I Ooh. think, according to the internet. Road trip! <laughs> this is back in 2020, and this is all like very vague Googling. Uh, oh, That's okay. cool. Yeah. There you go. Oh, we can go to Ireland. Well, dude, I, uh, Gavin, I was actually talking with Gavin, a friend of ours we work with who's British, and uh, we were talking to him about theme parks in... Uh, and talking about Alton Towers, and there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot of theme parks. Everyone, every time we put up an episode, there, people are like, when are you coming to X place? We want to. We want to. We're actually talking now about next year, about where we're going to go and like actually experience some stuff. And we love Orlando. We're definitely going back to Orlando, but we want to go to other places as well. So, um, yeah, if you have any plans, I mean, obviously, if, if you have any recommendations, obviously the big ones, you know, we, we're going to go to Knott's Berry Farm. We're going to go to Cedar Point. Um, I'd like to go up to New Jersey and ride that, the uh, Jersey Devil. That's it. Um, not, it's at Six Flags Great America, I think. Um, that's up there. I mean, obviously Anaheim and and and. I mean, we've been Hollywood. working with the Jersey Devil for eight years now. <laughs> but we might uh, as well ride the ride. Yeah. So anyway, we're we're, we're looking at where we're going to be going in twenty twenty two. Don't worry, we will come to uh, your neck of the woods 
at some point. So that's it for us today. That's it for Annual Pass. Uh, thank you again, everyone listening and everyone watching now, too. So don't forget to check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash annual pass. And uh, watch us over there. We've got we to we spread the word over on on, on YouTube. That's yeah, cool. and I think there's a lot of fun, uh, like, ancillary content we can make now that we have the YouTube channel. I know yeah. we, we've talked about, and at this point, maybe we've already done it, but we've talked about doing some Lego stuff. Yeah, so uh, Jessica and Jennifer, the our, our, our pass holders that are twins down in Florida, gave us the, the new uh, Lego Disney castle, like mm-hmm. the, the Cinderella castle. And so you and I are going to build it on a stream over on YouTube. Which, and, uh, which I think... Uh, if if uh, let us know if you enjoy that kind of content because if you do I would personally like to do more of it um, yeah. in that realm and, and not only that but I think it would be a lot of fun for Jack and I to maybe play like Roller Coaster Tycoon yeah, yeah. or something a theme, theme there's a there was a theme park game that came out with the launch of the Xbox one wasn't there uh, I mean there's the, there's theme park simulator there's uh, Planet Coaster is that the one you're maybe that's of? what I'm thinking of um, actually uh, Jurassic World Evolution uh, 2 just came out um, yeah that's the, the Jurassic Park theme park uh, show or uh, game, game. I, I beat the first one so I'd love to play more of that too yeah so a little bit more low-key a little bit more chill type stuff and just uh, you and I hanging out just yeah. enjoying uh, theme park related or in the spirit of content yeah but know? yeah we have a bunch of stuff like we shot us at uh, at when we're out in Florida we we shot us eating some uh, some dolet nachos. We've, yeah, we had some taste tests. Yeah, we, we did some stuff like this. So that that kind of stuff is going to start popping up on the channel. We're still trying to figure out exactly how we're going to do this, but uh, you know, we, we we now have a place to kind of put more video content. So we're excited for that. We also did, uh, and I would love to see it if this ever comes out. Hopefully, hopefully it turned out well. Uh, but we filmed a uh, <laughs> a souvenir off. We both oh, had twenty dollars. Right. Yeah, the twenty dollars. And challenge. we had to go and yeah, we had the twenty dollars challenge. We both had to go and buy the best souvenir, and then we had it uh, rated by uh, I believe Ben uh, and Steffi. Ben, ben and Steffi. Yeah, yeah they, they got to pick who who won that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a lot of fun actually. So um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, check that out over YouTube.com/slash Annual Pass. Go subscribe if you're not already. And uh, yeah, help us bump those numbers up. <laughs> we we want to pop up and they're related to some of the uh, the bigger people. So uh, anyway, absolutely, we're we're trying to find our way over there. But um, also follow us on on Twitter, Instagram, annual underscore pass. If you have anything you want, to email us annual pass at roosterteeth.com. Don't forget we've got new shirts. We've got pins coming soon. We got a whole bunch of cool stuff hitting the store store.roosterteeth.com. And um, and all of that stuff supports the show and keeps us running. So thank you very much, everyone. And I love I love 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 seeing people send photos of of, of them wearing merchandise, especially in theme parks. Like yeah. that's the coolest thing. Seeing people wearing annual pass stuff in front of like you know the castle or in, in front of Shrek. Like I love that kind of stuff. It'll it'll never not be the coolest thing that I see in, in the day. Yeah, you know? it makes me very happy. So anyway, that's gonna do it for us today, Jeff. Do you feel like you learned something today? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm not gonna press you. That's okay. <laughs> I learned I learned that Eric Idle is a repeating character. Dr. Nigel Channing. Dr. Nigel Channing in in the I don't know what is, the Epcot verse. Yeah, I guess the yeah. Disney ca- in Ima- Disney canon. Imagiverse. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the the imagination attraction. That's there's a whole backstory to that. Like they've they've altered it and then they added figment and then they got rid of the Dreamfinder and the Dreamfinder was awesome. Now they got this new. Anyway, it's a whole thing. We'll get into it's it. It's a whole thing. Anyway, we love you guys. Seriously, thank you so much for listening to Annual Pass. We really really do appreciate it. Uh, stay safe out there. Have yourself a lovely time. If you're listening to this when it first comes out, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. You celebrate that. Stay hydrated. Stay hydrated. Eat, eat lots of turkey for us. And uh, and yeah, and we will talk to you very soon. Thank you again for watching or listening to Annual Pass. Take care of yourselves. Bye. And as always, spay and neuter your pets. 